2: This is Alan Smith's Ask the Trucker Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your hosts, Alan and Donna Smith, focusing on driver health, careers, regulations, and the important issues facing the industry, it's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Ask the Trucker Live begins right now.
3: Good evening, everyone. I got ahead of myself in the beginning there. Welcome to Ask the Trucker Live the Thursday evening shows. Tonight's show is Employee Independent Contractor, Misclassification in the Federal Arbitration Act. I'm uh, Donna Smith, and I host the Thursday evening shows while Alan's at work. As most know, Alan hosts the Saturday evening shows. And since this this is Ask the Trucker Live. Uh, I usually have a trucker co-host with me when Alan isn't here, and tonight is no different. So tonight with me is my friend and truck driver advocate, um, Desiree Wood, founder and president of the Real Women in Trucking organization. Desiree's a veteran driver, owner-operator, so, hey, Desiree, I'm going to open your line here. Um, just thanks a lot for coming on tonight. I know how busy you are, um, but I really do appreciate you uh being on with me tonight. So welcome aboard. Well here. thank
4: you for inviting me. This is a really important show for the drivers and I'm I'm happy that I can be here.
3: Oh I'm happy you're here too. Well tonight's show is on a topic that right now is one of the most recently discussed topics within trucking. And yet one of the most misunderstood. It's the topic of misclassification Specifically, the misclassification of independent contractors who, according to descriptions of the Department of Labor, uh, many times should be classified as employees. Um, so anyway, our, our, on tonight's show, we have with us Dominic Oliveira. Uh, he's a professional driver, um, and he's also the lead name on a class action case against crime. Um, where Dominic actually brought this uh, class action against Prime, alleging that it was violating the um, Fair Labor Standards Act and the state's minimum wage st- uh, statute. So, Dominic will go through his time explaining his experiences from uh, beginning from driver trainee to uh, least independent contractor, um, back to company driver, and finally to the court. And what started out as an uh, FLSA lawsuit in a district court has now ended up in a Supreme Court uh, involving the Federal Arbitration Act. And we'll explain all that because this is the part that gets so confusing with people. And also with us tonight, we're so honored to have um, Dominic's attorney, Jennifer Bennett, uh, from the Public Justice, Miss Bennett represented Dominic as she made her oral argument to the Supreme Court, as New Prime made their case against Dominic, stating that he should be forced into arbitration and not the court system. So anyway, her practice does involve a wide, a wide range of issues, including civil rights, workers' rights, consumer protection, court secrecy, and forced arbitration. Uh, Jennifer earned her uh, J.D. from Yale Law School and her B.A. Uh, also from Yale. So what's this federal and she's
5: And, and she's
4: ahead. also our lawyer, too, for Real Women in Trucking, um, in oh, uh, unsealing the CRST oh, documents. So we had something in common with Dominic that Jennifer was our um, lawyer.
3: Awesome. Well, you know, I really should – I don't see her number here. I hope she's on here. Uh, 510. Here we are. Jennifer, is that you? Hello?
4: Oh, the 510 is Nessa. Sorry.
3: <laughs> Hello?
4: <laughs> <laughs> That's two weeks in a row. <laughs> huh?
5: What are you laughing at, you?
4: I was just saying that that was NASA two weeks in a row with the five one zero.
3: Sorry. Okay, so Jennifer, still, um, you're here, right? I well, think we're still waiting hear. for Jennifer. Okay. Okay, because I opened her line, but she might not hear me. Okay. Um. All right.
4: Well,
5: do you see All her right. number so, Ed, on the board?
3: Ed, yeah. Um, I think that's her number.
4: Hold on and let me look. Tell us about something else while I look at my phone. At All right. You
3: go ahead and look. And anyway, um, so what is this federal arbitration, and how does it affect the court cases of independent contractors? Um, in a nutshell, many times drivers are convinced to become a lease on independent co- contractor, and, 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 you know, most everybody knows this, uh, they're responsible for all the finance payments, and yet are under the control of the company, and that's where the misclassification comes in. Um, they're kind of treated like an employee, but they are given the... Um, classification of an independent contractor, and there's reasons they do that. Um, some of them are pretty obvious. Uh, not only that, but their, their contracts that they sign include an arbitration clause, and um, this is based on the 1925 Federal Arbitration Act, and this basically just implies that the independent contractor cannot go to court with any disputes, but rather all disputes must go through arbitration. Uh, but this th- this is where it gets tricky. There's an exemption in the FAA which uh, excludes transportation workers from being forced into ar- arbitration. So how then have so many leased on independent workers, uh, contractors, been forced into this arbitration? Simply put, there's a discrepancy in the interpretation of what, the FAA actually uh, means or or implies. Here's what it says in the exemption, okay? Uh, Section 1, it says, FAA states that the act does not apply to contracts of employment of seamen, railroad employees, or any other class of workers engaged in foreign or interstate commerce, any other class. So it's pretty clear to me that independent contractors should be uh, exempt uh, from, you know, being forced into arbitration just like an employee is. So that, that's where it, it gets pretty interesting. Now, prior to the commencement of the uh, Olivaric lawsuit, many courts had interpreted Section 1 exemption to only applied employees, not to independent contractors whose arbitration a- agreements were enforced. In other words, they couldn't go to court. They had to go through arbitration. So before we start, let's, let's just wrap up and understand this entire issue uh, regarding misclassification and forced, um, forced Let me
4: put it in a little bit of terms that just – With the misclassification, very quickly, let me give an example. Um, I had a lady that just called me last week about a misclassification case, and I spoke to her this morning. She's been driving over 25 years. She um, took a job that advertised that it was a company driver, and there are variations on this, how they advertise. She believed that she was going to be a company driver. She started driving for the company, She had an unfortunate accident. Um, Her tire caught the ridge of a a construction zone. Um, The truck went out of control. It rolled. Her hand got caught in the seatbelt. It amputated her fingers. Um, She had to go to the hospital. And then when it came time for her to get workers' comp, um, of course, they said, oh, no, you're... You're an independent contractor. So a lot of drivers, they say, oh, I'm getting paid on a 1099, but I'm a company driver. You can't be a company driver and get paid on a 1099. Um, some companies will lead you to believe that you are saving money on taxes, and everybody goes, ooh, woo, ooh, ooh, I'm not going to pay taxes. I'm going to get more of my paycheck, not realizing that when it becomes tax time, you are going to pay for that one way or another, you're also, like I said, not going to be covered for workers' comp. You're not going to be covered for unemployment. You're not going to be able to probably pay the taxes that, that you're getting shoved up because now they're not paying for your unemployment insurance. They're not paying paying for your Social Security, your Medicare. They're shifting a lot of the burden of business onto you as an individual. And then on top of that, Once, If you do manage to get your taxes done straight and pay the IRS what the company should have been paying, you are not going to probably qualify to even get a a, a car loan or a a mortgage loan because you can't show um, the kind of income um, that you would uh, because of the expenses. You know, you're trying to take off all your expenses to make your, your income look low so that you don't have to pay all this money to the IRS that you're carrying the brunt for this company, instead of with your W-2 where you say, this is how much money I make, and then your Medicare, um, you you know, um, and Social Security is paid. So there's a lot of different problems with a company that's giving you a 1099 when you are not really an independent contractor, And, and, um, and then there's a lot of rules around that. If they're telling you where to go, if they're booking you your loads, if you can't take that truck and go do whatever you want with it, you are not an independent. And that's all I'll say right now. (laughs) And by the way, Jennifer's on the line, waiting for you.
3: Yeah, I've got her mic open. Hi, Jennifer. Okay.
6: Hi, everyone. (laughs) Thanks for having me.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) Sorry about the confusion. Yeah, no, that's okay. As a matter of fact, I see Dominic um, is on here. I'm going to open his mic, too, so when we're all ready, everybody's mic is open. I just want to wrap it up. Uh, you know, it might be a little redundant, but, you know, I think, I think it's important. So truckers are not only misclassified as independent contractors, but they're then forced to sign this arbitration clause in these lease agreements. And uh, Mm -hmm. these clauses ensure that any company wrongdoing will not be taken to court, but rather to arbitration. And if the driver does go to court, the carrier will then claim in court that the driver should be forced to go to arbitration instead of suing the carrier, and they will base it on uh, the Federal Arbitration Act of uh, 1925, I believe it's Section 4 on that. So Dominic and his attorney, who we have on tonight, um, took on Prime and took them to court and uh, it is fighting the FAA law, meaning as well as misclassification as an independent contractor. So both those issues are going on. And he states not only was he misclassified as an independent contractor, but under the FAA uh, wording, all transportation workers should be exempt anyway, and therefore should not be forced into arbitration regardless. So, um, in the past, many of these courts have decided that only employees should be should not be forced into it. So again, okay, case is going all the way to the Supreme Court. It could really have a profound um, impact should the ruling go in favor of the driver. And it would then mean the industry would no longer be able to rely or hide behind the Federal Arbitration Act, which according to past court interpretations of the statute prevents independent contractors from exposing carrier wrongdoings in an abusive tax attack. In other words, if, if this wins in the Supreme Court, all truckers would be exempt from the Federal Arbitration Law, not just employees, and no one would be forced into arbitration. So, with that being said, that's the background So when we get into this. Um, Desiree, is anything else you want to add uh, to this before um, we begin? And I'm oh, no. Gonna have to think. Well, let's,
4: let them explain how this all uh, went down because I know we all want to know.
3: Okay, great. Hey, listen, guys, we're going to take a really quick break um, from one of our very trusted sponsors, and we'll be right back.
2: You're listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith on Blog Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. Alan and Donna will be right back.
7: Hey, everybody. Alan Smith here. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours. Not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com.
2: This is Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at com. Now, back to the show.
3: Hey, welcome back, everyone, and uh, we appreciate you on here, I was looking where the lines are pretty loaded right now, and thanks so much for tuning in. Um, if you've just joined in, because there's people jumping on, uh, we're about to start the discussion of tonight's employee independent contractor misclassification. And our guests tonight are um, my co host is Desiree Wood of Real Women in Trucking, and uh, Dom- Dominic uh, Oliveira and Jennifer, Attorney Jennifer Bennett from uh, Public Justice. So, anyway, uh, I think the objective tonight is I'm going to let um, Dominic start and tell his story, create his timeline, and then we can um, uh, compare it to the court timeline and what's going on and the progress and so forth. Um, does that sound good to everybody? All your lines are open. Yeah. sounds yes, good. That sounds, that sounds good to me. Okay. Hey, Dominic, thanks again for coming on. I know you're busy. You're busy. You're out on the road, so we appreciate you coming on
0: tonight and sharing your story with No, me. no, I appreciate you guys having me, Donna. How's everyone doing tonight? Okay. Uh, good to hear, uh, hear from you, Desiree, uh, Jennifer. Um, hey, so where So where would we like to start?
3: Um, well, start from the beginning. You started working in 2013, there? right? And
0: yeah, you, didn't have,
3: you didn't even have your um, license yet. Is that correct?
0: No, I didn't. Did not have my license when I went to uh, New Prime. Um, okay. So I, explain uh, was that. How things Well, I was researching companies and looking for the best fit to get my CDL. I was uh, working. I was working somewhat in the trucking industry as a mover, um, a helper at the time, and I had my Class A permit, but I wanted to get in the driver's seat. Um, at the time of going through with all the different companies, prime seemed like they had the best fit for me. Um, I then made contact with the recruiting department and decided it, it, it's where I wanted to be. Um, got that bus ticket, headed out to oh, headed out to Missouri, I want to say February of 2013.:, uh, okay. where uh, so- orientation was held
3: okay and they um gave you an apprenticeship apprenticeship training from what I'm, Uh um, they,
0: <laughs> they uh they helped get my c d l um i drove with another driver for ten thousand miles and uh then came uh got pulled in to do my uh, c d l testing
3: okay now you weren't oh uh, those first ten thousand miles is that correct
0: that's correct. Um, the first okay. ten thousand miles was unpaid.
3: Okay, and then then you did um, you got your license? Is that right? You passed the test.
0: Yes. Yes, and I
3: passed you the drove test. Another thirty thousand miles at fourteen cents a mile as a team driver. Is that correct? While you were in training.
0: Yes, that is correct. Um, we okay. drove uh, coast to coast. Uh, together, driving, uh, still trying to gain that experience, <laughs> and right. um, as soon as that forty, you know, that thirty thousand miles was done, I was pulled right in to um, beach. To, I was pulled right in, and they they wanted to um, put me either in the company or independent um, orientation.
3: Okay. So how did you end up as an independent contractor rather than a company driver? Um, What what made you make that decision, or did the company make that decision for you?
0: The company didn't make the decision, but they influenced the decision heavily. Um, I was being told by prime representatives that you're not going to make very much money as a company driver. If you stay, if you uh, come on as an independent, you're you're going to make way more money. You're going to stay on the dispatcher's board you have right now, which was considered one of the better dispatchers in the company. Um, that what I would sit company more often.
3: What were they offering? Uh, I a company
0: driver. I think it was it was either thirty-eight or forty-two cents a mile. Uh, I think it was thirty-eight cents a mile, and then they had. Uh, Prime did this thing where it was um, your fuel. If you kept your fuel mileage at a certain um, number, they would add, I want to say, one cent per mile or two cents per mile, I think up right. to five cents.
3: Okay. So basically if you average 2,000 miles a week at 40 cents a mile, uh, you pretty much would be making 800 a week. And they were telling you, well, if you're an independent contractor and you lease on to us then uh you'll make you know way more than 800 a week it's basically how i interpret that is that is that how you? yeah they, interpret-
0: they make it sound like sky's the limit um, okay. <laughs> to, okay. to, for amounts to be made
3: okay so you 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 ended up signing it um it was you know they talked you into it let's put it that way is that safe to say that they talked you into it or i don't want to put words in yes
0: no okay. no it is very safe to say that i was uh very heavily influenced by uh them to do their independent contractor program the lease purchase program um did they say they, 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 they would they help also, you
3: during the way
0: yeah, oh yeah yeah prime's big thing at the time was um uh, we're not, you know, your driver manager isn't uh, your your dispatcher. This is your business partner. They're going to help you along the way so you don't, you don't fail. Okay.
3: Um, uh, did you get a lot of miles?
0: Uh, miles, yes, but I was on percentage. So miles don't always um, mean anything when you're driving as a okay. percentage driver.
3: Okay, and um, but and out of that, you had to pay uh, out out of your percentage. You had to pay what the you had to pay the lease, fuel, repairs,
0: tarps, uh, change all for that. lease Yes. Um, the insurance was taken out. Pretty much anything that had to do with that truck was taken from me. Okay. Uh, trailer trailer was t- even taken at a certain amount per mile. Okay.
3: And uh, you had mentioned uh that if you had if you had a student on the truck you had to pay their salary too.
0: Yes, uh when um after a while they I was told that um I need to become uh a team truck. Which honestly I really didn't want to. <laughs> uh, I was a little bit a little bit inexperienced, a little bit more experienced than some of the guys I went into the schooling with. Um, being around the trucking industry uh, for so many years as a mover, uh, mover's helper, a road dog. Um, I had a little bit more experience in the truck, but that doesn't matter because it's not behind the wheel. Uh, but I was noticing as a solo driver, I was steadily starting to decrease in money. Okay. So I, had, I, t- I took their class for uh, becoming a trainer, and once I had a student on the truck, I started seeing on the settlements the student's pay coming out of my money,
2: okay. um, exactly.
0: along with his work, Mer's Comp, and everything.
3: Okay, so you had to pay for all that. Well, let me ask you a question now. As an independent, uh, you were able to get your own loads, or were there any stipulations on if you got your own loads? Uh, You know, instead of just taking Prime's load, I mean, you're an independent contractor. It's your business. You should be able to do that,
0: correct? Correct. You should be able to, but that's not the case. See, you are able to get your own uh, loads, but there's so many stipulations behind that, they make it impossible for you to be able to do so. Um, okay. From everything from not being able to use such a trailer to uh, having to go out and um, getting your own insurance and authorities and uh, covering up their names on the truck. There, okay, they, so in other becomes... words, you,
3: you couldn't go on their authority if you got your own load.
0: Yes, that's correct.
3: Okay, okay. All right, Desiree, do you have any questions, or, or Jennifer, if you want to jump in, both your mics are well, open.
4: Well, I, I wanted to say what what Dominic is explaining right there is a is a business model technique that we hear all of the time. They get you in there, you go through your training, you rush through your training, and then you're 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 indoctrinated during the training into this lease program, and they sell you this bill of goods that you're going to make more money, blah, blah, blah. And then you get out there. And when you and when you do resist and become a solo driver, what they do is they starve you out. That's the term for it, where the miles drop and drop and drop. So you are you're sitting in that truck and the bills are racking up and they say, well... You can make more money if you become a trainer. <laughs> so all of these, none of these things that he's saying are accidents. They're all part of the business model. They all go in an in a organized chain of events, put you in a certain situation, and they do it week after week with thousands and thousands of people a year. So I just want people to know when they're experiencing that kind of drop off in the miles, at this month period it's it's not an accident it is not a coincidence it's a strategy so
3: okay continue uh, it, no it's a, a good point and one thing i want to say is because the lines are um pretty loaded tonight i just want to say if anybody has any questions um just click uh one on your keypad if you've already called into the show and if you're listening online i can't see you if you're listening online you would actually have to call in uh, 347-826-9170 and then press 1 on your keypad uh, to join in. So uh, anyway, uh, one thing I wanted to ask Dominic, uh, you were an owner-operator from June 2013 to sep- September 2014. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
3: And and you that had told, told us that your um, – average was about 300 a week. Was that right?
0: That that's a, that's a. I don't know exact numbers. That would be better for something uh for J- Jennifer to be able to answer. Okay. Um, where well, they're going through all that.
3: It wasn't greater than 800. Let's put it that way.
0: Correct. Okay.
3: Jennifer, I don't know um, if you have all that data, but w- w- I guess what we're trying to make the point is um, he-, he was supposed, to, he was promised that uh, he would make much more than a company driver who was making approximately forty cents a mile, and basing that on two thousand miles um, a-, a week, that's eight hundred dollars. So, I mean, if somebody told me that, I would assume, you know, I'm going to make at least a thousand a week you know, uh, having my own truck. And it doesn't look like that's the case here. Yeah, so, I think
6: I – think, Okay. Go yes. Oh, I was going to say, um, you know, we know that employees have to be paid minimum wage, and we know that Dominic was not paid minimum wage many weeks, which means he made less money than the very minimum that they would have had to pay their company drivers but because he's an
3: independent contractor he's no longer subject to that isn't that the fair labor standards act that would you know enforce um, minimum wage
6: so that's what they're saying they say well we don't have to pay him minimum wage because he isn't because we've called him an independent contractor um right. except you know they treated him like all of their other employees and controlled where he worked and prevented him from working for, many, for anyone else and um you know all of the things that make you an employee it seems were true here except the labels
3: exactly yeah well after you um uh, dominic after you you know you had enough of it you <clears throat> you decided to uh become the company driver then from what you were saying what happened
0: then well um i took a leave and uh i came back as a company driver I, team, I uh, team drove with another guy I had known at uh, Prime, and it uh, just wasn't the right fit. So I got off his truck, and I started doing a dedicated. Uh-huh. But I was still – I was only bringing home $400 a week. Some weeks, not even
6: miles? $400. were not you getting the miles? Uh,
0: no. No. Okay. Uh, I was doing okay. runs out of uh, Lewiston, Maine down into Massachusetts, down to Connecticut, and back at night uh, for Walmart.
2: Okay. And
0: uh, th- the miles just weren't there.
3: Okay. Did at any time, I'm just curious, did any time, did you feel that this was a retaliatory tactic because you left their program? Or, I mean, or did that thought ever come to you?
0: For me, it felt like... I was being uh, shunned, trying to be okay. pushed pushed back out because I uh, I made it I made it very clear when I ca- when I came back that I was staying on the company side. Okay, okay.
3: And what do you think, Jennifer? Do you feel that was a retaliatory tactic or just a coincidence?
6: I have no idea the answer to that question. <laughs> it's really it's really hard to know, right um yeah i I will just say
4: from me from me uh Desiree um dealing with students that go to prime um and I try to tell them if you go there, they're going to try and push this truck on you, oh no, I'm not going to get the truck, I'm not going to get the truck um no matter what, I'm not going to get the truck, and I say, well, then don't tell them that you're not going to get the truck because as soon as you tell them you're not going to get the truck, they're going to lose interest in you, and you are going to get starved out or, um, you know, fired. And I've seen it before. I've seen people before where they told them right up front, no matter what you do, you're not going to sell me the truck. And guess what? They flunked. They got fired. They didn't get enough miles to Mm -hmm. survive. And I've heard that numerous times from people. Um, So if you are going to go there and get your training and you don't intend on getting the truck, don't tell them what you are planning to do. Just go there and get your CDL and get your experience and do what you got to do to get out of there with it.
3: Okay. Well, at that point, at what point then did you end up going to court, uh, you know, what? had brought a cr- uh, class action and you alleged that they violated your, the um, FLSA and the state's minimum wage statute.
0: So, it, uh, I would say it was about a month after um, I had been arg- arguing with them because they had uh, taken my last paycheck uh-huh. and said it was for money due to the uh, when I was an independent contractor.
3: Okay. So that was your last draw. That you decided just to go to court and under the FLSA. Uh, and at that time you're you're just an employee. I mean, you were an employee before too, uh even though they called you an independent contractor, but now you were really an employee when you went to court. And um yes. Right? Okay. All right. Uh, Jennifer, I, I got to let you, you know, fill us in from there what happened in the lower court uh proceedings and I know it went to the first circuit and now it's in the um Supreme Court. Am I right? Am I, do I have that right. timeline, Dan? Okay. Yeah,
6: that that's right. Uh so so Dominic sues Prime in, you know, March two thousand fifteen, um, and says, you know, hey, you have to pay me minimum wage. Uh and Prime says uh and and the the complaint also says and you know I think there are probably lots of other people that you've done the same thing to. Um, And Prime says, well, actually, you can't even go to court. The court can't even hear your claim um, and make any decision because in that pile of paperwork we gave you when you started out, um, we put in a clause that says you give up your right to go to court and instead you have to go to this thing called arbitration um which is a private dispute resolution process. It's um often secret. It's often more expensive than going to court. Uh it's um there's a much more limited appeal if the decision is wrong. And so N prime And Prime said also in that contract, by the way, we said, when you go to arbitration, you have to go by yourself. So you can't join together with, like, all of the other drivers who have the same problem. Each person, if they want to sue us, has to do it by themselves in this private forum outside of court. So they filed this thing. Yeah, go ahead. My question
3: is, do you bring a lawyer with you during arbitration?
6: Uh, You can. Um, So some people do and some people don't. It is often harder to get a lawyer to go to arbitration with you because um, it is uh, because each person would have to get their own lawyer, right? So, So if in a Thought, you know, if you can bring a class action in court, everybody can split one lawyer. If you are going to arbitration, each person has to be able to hire their own lawyer to go with them to arbitration. Um, and, and who are the arbit- know,
3: arbiters? Who, who, who establishes? Who does this? Is, you know, are they a So they're they
6: are, are they what? I'm sorry.
3: Are they prime people or, or you know, carry, the carrier, the company, or are they people, third-party people, or who are they?
6: They're usually third-party people, so there are big um, arbitration organizations that administer these things, and um, the people, they, uh, there are lawyers, usually lawyers, who work for them, although they don't necessarily have to be lawyers in some instances, um, and they have a roster of people who do their arbitrations, um, and these people... Make their money by being hired to do arbitrations, right? And so the companies who have arbitration clauses are going to have maybe have many arbitrations before these people. Um, and the worker or, you know, a consumer, and if you like a credit card case or whatever, a driver, um, is only ever probably going to have one arbitration. And because the arbitrator makes their money by having the parties go before them and agree to have them arbitrate their case. Essentially, they make their money. They have to have companies willing to use them as arbitrators, which means there's an incentive for them to rule for the company to keep their job. So this, if, if you went to court and one side was, um, you know, the judge's job depended on one side liking them, right, or being agreeing to that side being the judge, Um and so, you know, it's not to say that, you know, all arbitrators are biased or anything like that, but it's built into the system that, you know, these people are being paid by the parties, um, which causes, you know, some weird incentives. Okay. So what happened
3: during that lower court proceeding? What was the ruling on the Yeah, uh, so
6: during that yeah, so during that lower court proceeding the um so Prime says you sign this thing and there's this federal law that says um, arbitration clauses are enforceable and the and the court said hang on a second um, there's an exception to this law there's an exception to this law for transportation workers um, and what Prime said is uh, but that exception doesn't apply here Prime said that exception is only for the contracts of employment of transportation workers and we call Dominic an independent contractor and so his contract isn't a contract of employment um, because he's not an employee and what the, the trial court the first court that we went to said is well hang on a minute you know Dominic says that you misclassified him that he wasn't really an independent contractor and so we need to find out whether he was an independent contractor or an employee first Um, because if he was an employee then your argument doesn't hold any water anyway Um, so that's what happened at the trial court Okay. and then yeah
3: oh okay so uh what did they what they do about it? I mean, what, what was the final decision on that?
6: So the final decision was, um, you guys should go back and fight. You know, show me that Dominic is or is not whether is Dominic is an independent contractor um, okay. or whether he's an employee, and then we'll figure out whether this presumption applies. Um, and prime so appeal, has- prime. Sorry, okay, it
3: was prime, That was my. That was my question. So Prime mm-hmm. appealed that, okay,
6: yeah, so Prime appealed that, and what Prime said is it doesn't matter what Dominic actually is, all that matters is what we called him, so, as long as we call him an independent contractor, this law applies um, and yeah,
3: so how did it end up in the next court? Uh, it was the first so court. it ended.
6: Yeah, so it ended up in the First Circuit on that appeal where Prime asked the First Circuit, which is the next higher court, to say that um, a company can escape this exemption for transportation workers. It can use this law just by mislabeling its drivers as independent contractors. Um, And... We uh, did a bunch of research on the law, and it turns out that this law, which was written in 1925, that the words contracts of employment in 1925 uh, referred to all workers' agreements, like both independent contractors and employees had contracts of employment. And so it's clear from the text of the law that it's not meant to apply to any transportation workers, that it doesn't matter what the company calls them. So we said to the first circuit... Hey, Prime says that it matters, you know, that as long as they call someone an in independent contractor, then they can apply this law. And what we said is, actually, it doesn't matter what you call them or what they are. Um, this law isn't meant to apply to any transportation workers, so it shouldn't apply to any, you know, drivers. Um, certainly, any, you know, any long-haul drivers, basically. Um, and the First Circuit agreed with us. They took a, it's a, in a, in an opinion that has like a bunch of sources from the early 20th century, they took a long look at like a bunch of books and dictionaries and articles and stuff from cases from the early 20th century and said, hey, you know, they're right. This, like, by the words of this law, it does not apply. It's meant to exempt all transportation workers, and it doesn't matter whether they're independent contractors. And it certainly doesn't matter what you call them. So
3: since they felt that way or they ruled that way, then that means that they would hear the case. Is that correct to say that?
6: Yeah, so so having ruled that way, then the outcome of that would ordinarily be that then it would go back to court and Dominic's claims could go forward and we could actually have, you know, a court proceeding and a trial on whether or not prime and fact you know, misclassified him as an independent contractor and whether it failed to pay him what they're supposed to pay him and all of that.
3: But,
6: but it didn't do but, that, right? <laughs> right. But no, time decided all. that it didn't want that to happen. It it wanted to keep Dominic's claims out of court so badly that it appealed to the Supreme Court um, and asked the Supreme Court to issue a ruling on whether or not the Federal Arbitration Act, this federal law that they're trying to use, um, applies to transportation workers, even though it says it doesn't. Um, and the Supreme Court took the case, and it's now uh, it's now pending before the Supreme Court. We briefed it. We had an oral argument in October, and we're just waiting on the decision.
3: Okay, yeah, and by the way, I don't know. We put the link up, but you can actually hear um, Jennifer present her oral argument to the Supreme Court um, we've listened to it a couple of times plus you can read the transcript um which is kind of good if you listen to it and then read the transcript along with it so you could see which judge is speaking and um i i just have to you know brag a little here you were unbelievable i mean you really did such a great job um on thank that. you we so don't yeah so thank um you. yeah for sure um and so now we're just waiting when are we going to hear have a hearing uh i mean a decision on uh what they're uh you know what they're going to decide is it like 2019
6: uh oh, yeah so the the term the supreme court works in terms and this term ends in june of 2019 so we will almost certainly have a decision before june of 2019 or in june of 2019 and it you never know. Um, the Supreme Court doesn't tell you in advance, so we could have a decision, you know, next week, or we could have a decision in June, and it's impossible to tell until they decide. Okay.
3: Well, I really, um, I, I strongly recommend everybody who's listening to uh, listen to that um, that hearing. I guess you call it a hearing, right? Um, what would you call that?
6: Uh, an argument.
3: An argument. Okay. Moral argument. And you can Yeah, you could hear um a Primes lawyer and you know, the things the back and forth. It was it was really it was really very interesting. Hey, let me just ask you, um can I have a couple of people with their hands up. Can you take a couple of questions? Sure. Okay. Let's see. Let's start with I think this one was first. Area code 901. Who do we have here?
8: Yeah, Don, it's Jerry.
3: Hey, Jerry. Do you have a question?
8: No, but I got something that the attorneys should know about. Uh, Okay. I'm I'm a retired employee driver. Many, many years ago in the 60s, you heard about the trucker wars and everything? that's what this is all about the drivers back then knew they were not independent contractors went to war over somewhere along the line a long time ago there was a federal case where the judge decided that because of the control that the employers exerted on the employees the employees were de facto employees and the owner-operators were de facto employees Now, there is an in-between ground here. By the way, there's people at Western Truck Alliance knows this, too. Here's how you become an employee-owner-operator. You lease the truck or rent the truck to the employer. (laughs) He issues a separate check at the end of the week for the work that the truck did. Then the employer hires the employee to drive his own truck. So we end up with an employee check, and you end up with a truck check. Now, back then, because the union was real popular, once it was determined that they were employees, the employees went out and legally joined the union. I am a retired union owner-operator. And because we couldn't join the union then, We got the same medical benefits as the big carriers, UPS and Roadway today. We got the same retirements. Our Social Security was paid, and thank good our workers' comp was paid. Twice I had serious workers' comp cases, injuries, and they were all paid. And the way it worked was you got 10% for the trailer, 49% for the tractor, and then the employee pay was 26% of what the employer billed the customer. Then in addition to that, remember, we're owner-operators, but we were not independent contractors. We even got an extra 3% held for our vacation. We had vacation pay. We have grievance rights. We employees, and most owner-operators lease to carriers today. Not just what Dominic's involved in, most owner-operators. Really are not independents now. I'm an independent now because I have my own authority. So there's a long way to go on this. But you okay. do. And by the way, you do not have to be in the union to be an employee owner operator. I'm a living right. case.
3: Uh, are you Are you familiar with any of this, Jennifer?
6: Yeah, I mean there have been a lot of changes in the industry, um, and certainly you know the union used to be much stronger than it was is now um, since you know deregulation of the industry, um, and it's you know one of the things that by calling people independent contractors, one of the things that those people cannot do any more than is join a union, um, or they're not protected under the same the same protections um, and 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 yeah the the idea there are lots of laws that govern that still govern um trucking um and the the laws about um who is responsible if you have an accident and all of that stuff those, those laws often say that the um that anybody you know the person who drives for a truck for you is is an independent is an employee rather under the law um precisely for this reason because trucker uh trucking companies were trying to Place all of the responsibility um, onto their workers, especially for things like accidents, um, onto the drivers. And Congress passed a law and said, you know, for these purposes, we no matter what you call your drivers, they are employees of the company. Um,
5: okay. And that's that,
6: that's still true today.
3: Okay. Well, hey, thanks for uh, calling in, Jerry. I'm gonna. I know Jennifer's on a time crunch and she's only got a few minutes left. And I'm gonna. Um, Thanks, Jerry. Um, I'm going to open up area code code 630. Who do we have here?
9: Hi, it's Bob Stanton, and it's good because the question's for Jennifer. In hearing the case, it sounds like at some point Dominic, as an independent contractor, had a trainee on the truck who was an employee of Prime, if I heard it right, how yeah. could that work? Um, how could an independent contractor exert uh, supervision and control over a company employee? And and who handled the liability
0: if the trainee caused a crash of Dominic's truck?
3: Yeah, that's a good question, Bob. What do you say, Jennifer? And yeah. I
0: actually can answer part of that as well. Um, I actually had a trainee that um, – uh cracked up my truck, and I had to pay for the damages, even though he
3: wow. was an employee what what do you say jennifer?
6: Uh, I mean that i you know, I have the same question right How can a company say that you're an independent contractor and then put people in there that they say are their employees for you to train right? That makes no sense um, uh, and in terms of liability, I actually don't know the answer to that question um it sounds like Dominic, which is a story I actually haven't heard before. Um, It sounds like uh, they made you pay for it, but I don't actually know what the – that seems really complicated to me. It doesn't seem straightforward to me that you should have had to pay for it, Um, especially since, it's you know, I think ultimately you're both likely employees of Prime. Um, So, yeah, I have have exactly the same question as you do. Um, It does not seem right to me either.
3: Did any of this ever come up in any of the court hearings?
6: So the court hearing, because crime has, um, the whole time we've been in court, crime has been trying to kick us out of court, which means nothing okay. Nothing about the substance of the case has yet been t- t- talked about. There's been, you know, no dis- you know, usually the first thing you do, right, is you have discovery where you go and you learn all the facts like this of, you know, who was in the truck and how were they paid and all of this stuff, and none of that has happened yet um because prime has spent all of this time trying to prevent the case from being heard in court at all so that's something okay. that'll definitely come up if and when it goes back wow.
3: okay well okay mm-hmm. um now before i know i know you don't have a lot of time i do have another call or can you take another call sure hi area code 870 um is this idela
5: Yes it's Idella uh,
3: yeah and and and
5: and, and this is a place I'm doing just fantastic hundred and ten percent and I do have a question okay he he is now an independent operator, he has a trainee in the truck that is an employee of crime, yet he's paying the wages and the taxes, so Crazy, how could it? the trainee that that that's that's and the insurance, and and yet he had no control over how much he was paid. I I don't understand how they get away with this. I I never was impressed with Prime to begin with, but I'm doggone sure not impressed with them now. Well,
3: maybe maybe this is why they want to keep it in arbitration and not expose all this in the courts. Um, you think that could well, be Well, the it,
5: arbitration then? is skewed towards yeah. the, them and not not the not the drivers.
3: Right um wow okay how do they get how, away
5: with this how
6: do they get away with it uh, that's what are in we're trying to stop yeah. i mean that's, that's what we're this, trying to this, solve this, that's that's, that's, that's the, the thing that we're trying to solve yeah um oh. i yeah i agree it doesn't make any sense and it's not um okay. and hopefully this lawsuit will will solve and that. of course
5: if you don't if you're an operator or you're an independent contractor and they starve you, keep you from making money, then they force the trainee on you and and, and uh there's no independence, no you're not the boss, you know. Um mhm. They they force you into everything. Yes. Yep. You know, I see ladies on there. I just I've just got to prime. I'm getting to prime. I'm getting I'm in the deal and I'm going, Oh oh, not good, not good. You know, I, I, I'm I'm very concerned about this. I'm 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 going to start taking up the torch. I, I just had that question. I don't understand how they can get away with that.
3: Well I, And I if have he's
5: a, an independent um, operator and he's paying their taxes out of his checks and deal, does he have an a, 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 a EIN number? Um, is he getting well, yeah, accounting? He was does trying, he issue the,
3: he was does an LLC, he right, Dominic? these statements?
0: I'm sorry. Yeah, what? But
5: what I'm saying is it's. When he if they were paying him out of his money, then who was issuing the paperwork? Who was doing the 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 ten ninety nine the uh, W twos? Who was filing the paperwork?
6: Yeah, I think that's one of the things we um, we want to find out with this lawsuit, and one of the things hopefully that we will find out. Um, you know, the idea that a company can. Control where you go and the shipments you take and your payment, and also say, you know, here train this person who's our employee on behalf of us. And by the way, we're going to take your wage out of your paycheck. Um, there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
5: wow. I'm, I'm, I'm just. It, I'm just. My eyes are. My eyes are like silver dollars. Wow. <laughs> they they they've kept this so hidden.
4: And they have done such a great job of it. So I hope drivers realize how important Dominic's case is that they've primed so arrogantly has fought to not even have any of this discussed just because they're so confident that that arbitration clause will protect them as it always has for decades. Um, And now it's, you know, we're talking about it and we're, we're hearing,
2: yeah
4: um what's really going on, and it's a and it's an elaborate scheme yeah
0: absolutely. we li- we live in a great time for we live in a great time for everything to come to light with all those the medias uh the social medias, the cell phones, you know back you know, I hear a lot of older drivers saying, you know. You guys are lucky you have phones in the truck. You can contact and talk to one another and keep, keep, keep each other company. Back in the day, we had to wait until we got to the truck stop and then got five minutes on the on the payphone.
2: Mm-hmm. A lot of this
0: stuff you know, is coming to light now. It's all shining through is because a lot of us, we're talking now. Drivers are starting to talk to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Where before, yeah. no one was talking to each other.
3: Well, I'm Mm -hmm. curious uh, on the decision of the Supreme Court, because it seems like an awful lot is on this. And, and Jennifer, I know you've only got a couple of minutes. If you could just tell us what is the best possible outcome of this and not so best.
6: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so I think the best possible outcome is for the Supreme Court to hold that the law, Says what it means that it says that you know the contracts of transportation workers are exempt from this federal arbitration act and therefore companies can't use this federal law to um, force their drivers into arbitration. You know there are other state laws that in some cases companies could still use. Um, so it's not you know it's not a panacea. It won't it won't mean that um, no drivers cases go into arbitration, but it will mean that um, it will likely mean that this case could go forward, which will help out you know, hopefully help a lot of drivers and that, you know, some other cases could also go forward. Um, worst case scenario is, as the Supreme court says, you know, even though these words meant that, you know, all drivers contracts should be excluded, we're going to say that the companies, all that matters is what the companies call their drivers. So even if the the companies call their drivers independent contractors, even if that's a lie, even if the company knows that's a lie, um, You know, no matter what, whatever the company calls their drivers, that's what matters. Um, And then the company, you know, then it's easier for companies like Prime to enforce these arbitration clauses um, and shunt these cases into you know one-on-one private systems where you know people can't bind together and bring their claims in court in public. Um, So that's that's the two ends of the scale. And you know, the company and the court could do something in the middle, right? The court could say, you know. We're not going to say that it matter you know the company can just call you an independent contractor, and that's all that matters. What actually matters is what you actually are are you actually you you're an independent contractor, and that's sort of a middle ground. um We're very hopeful that the court will you know we think the law is really clear um especially if you go back and look at what the word meant, which is the way that the Supreme Court has said you figure out what laws mean um and so we're really hopeful that they will do that and um, rule that all drivers are exempt, all drivers' contracts are exempt.
3: Okay. Um, well, I, I, it, it's a little over an hour now, and I know you're on a time crunch. I I want to just thank you so much for coming on tonight, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, you can come back and we can have an update on all this, and there's also another thing going out in California now about misclassification, and um, we had spoken a little bit about that, and, uh, you know, we'll probably have a show on that, uh, and that's specific to uh, California uh, mm -hmm. classifying um, uh, owner-operators. I don't know if it applies to to true independents, but owner-operators... Um, as employee based on the ABC test. But that's a whole other ball of wax, and uh, we might get into it after the hour. But thanks so much for coming on. Um, again, you're awesome uh, with all of your advocacy you do for not just drivers but in a lot of other areas. So um, it's a, a real honor and pleasure to have you on tonight.
6: Thanks so much for having me. It was great talking with you. Thank you. Good talking uh, to you, hey, Jennifer you too. Bye everyone.
3: Bye. Take care. And Dominic, I'm just going to um, you know, leave you on if you have to leave at any time, you just let us know. Um we're going to take um well before we take the break, uh Desirée, do you want Do you yes. have anything you want to add to all this?
4: Well, I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to the conclusion to all of this because just, you know, Dominic's got a lot more story to tell about his experiences there, and I don't think that he's in a position that he can right now, but he he really saw a lot of stuff um there about, you know, the way that they 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 do things that is a quite an eye opener that a lot of people should know about. Um and um I just think that people really need to appreciate what he's done by sticking his neck out here because the, if this goes the right way, it could be so significant for just thousands of drivers. Um, and and unfortunately, a lot of drivers, um, not only do they have difficulty understanding this issue, even when you explain it to them and break it down for them, not many of them would... Um, have the courage to do what Dominic um, has done by sticking his neck out, and he is, is certainly to be applauded and 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 thanks for doing this.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, we well, got, I appreciate that. To Thank you very much, Desiree.
3: Yeah, we had the pleasure to meet them. Alan and I met, uh Dominic at Gats, and we had a uh, a wonderful talk. And Desiree, you were there, so mm-hmm. it's really a exciting time to be able to. Um, you know, get all this out, um, this lease purchase stuff, I I don't know if you remember, Desiree, um, you were in the industry back, and I think Alan did it in 2010, 2011, when he did that lease purchase survey, and it turned mm-hmm. out uh, 85% of the people who got in it failed. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. a, a, a ridiculous number of, of people, so uh, that's not saying you can't, you know, have a successful one, but I think what happens is because it's a predatory type uh, established um, model that the they're not really looking for the best business people. They're just looking for, you know, somebody to move the freight, and then oh well, if you don't make it, but they're, uh, bu- they're anyway, looking for marks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So that's probably why it was so high at 85%. If you were to compare somebody who just went in, like, you know, leased a truck, like, or bought a truck from Lone Mountain, let's say, and went and got their authority, and, you know, if you took all those people, that could be a very, very low percentage of failure uh, in the industry. But, you know, these are, as Alan said in his um, write up about it, these things are designed to fail. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we've got another caller on the line, and uh, we're going to talk about, I'll tell you what we're going to talk about here. I'm going to let you know right now.
10: Christmas is the time of year when we open our hearts to those less fortunate than ourselves. Many within the trucking community will need a little help this year. You can make Christmas for a fellow driver's family a little bit brighter by helping the Truckers Christmas Group. Visit truckerschristmasgroup.org to make a donation, nominate a family, or buy a gift from the online store. All the proceeds stay within the trucking community. To help with this year's fundraising drive, please visit truckerschristmasgroup.org.
7: Every time I find something, every time I see something, that I think is is, is a, just a really good thing, really good for drivers that can help drivers uh, make more money, make their lives easier. You know, whatever the case is be, we you know I. I think I've had a pretty good record of uh, uh, sharing those things with everybody that has proven to always be, always be pretty much right on. And uh, there's, something, there's something I came across, and I, I've been watching it for a long time, dealing with them, talking, and I want to I share that with you owner operator specifically. I, I want to tell you about a, a new way to find good-paying loads, or I should say a new way for those good-paying loads to find you. And it, it's called Zyper. And uh, it's, it's spelled X-Y-P-P-E-R, Zyper. So, uh, so what is Zyper? I really like this thing. I want, I want to get this out to everyone. Zyper combines a massive load board with a virtual dispatch system. And, and owner-operators, we, we all know the feeling of too often being frustrated, waiting at a truck stop for loads or accepting cheap freight just not to drive back empty. But you really don't have to. The, the, there's a Zyper app. And it's not just a load board. It's a virtual dispatch system which finds you custom loads and send them directly to your phone. And after you download and set up the Zyper app, shippers will know your exact location, your route, your destination, your equipment, and available capacity, and they will send you an available load matching your criteria, the criteria that you set in. So you can accept it or you cannot accept it. It's totally up to you. And Zyper, it intuitively knows when you are available. Zyper notifies you instantaneously, directly to your phone, and you can even maximize each route with multiple loads. So drivers, I, I want to invite you to take the Zyper challenge. Think about it. Wouldn't it be great to not have to always search for new loads, but instead be notified directly and immediately when custom loads designed for you are available? And not only that, would it be even better if you had all the paperwork done for you? Zyper actually sends loads offers to the drivers, automatically generating documents such as order confirmation, bill of lading, signature capture, proof of delivery, and invoices to shipper immediately after shipment is made. And in, in addition to all this, Zyper offers the ability for shippers to track their shipment live while in transit. And these are the same duties a dispatcher would offer, except Zyper performs all of this in a virtual system, and it's only uh, $25 a month. And so go ahead, lock in at the $25 a month. You know, there are similar apps out there with less features that are going for 10 times that price, $25 a month or $250 a month, it's pretty much a, no, a no-brainer. Lock it in at $25 a month. Go ahead and take the Zyper challenge, and you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Right now, there's a free trial available, so go to Zyper.com. That's that's X-Y-P-P-E-R.com, and it's definitely a win-win for any owner-operator trying to maximize profits. Another thing I like to try to pass on, and uh, just trust me on this. Check it out, and I know you will uh, be glad you did.
3: Okay, that was um Alan. and just to let everybody know, if you sign up now, um you're uh entered into the $200 drawing. I think it's um uh mid mid December you're notified by email if you win. So you might just want to do that. Um Idella, are you on a time crunch? No, ma'am. No, I am not. Okay. Okay, good. I have a caller. And um, I think it's Pat, and he I, he might have a question, um, or we might want to talk about what's oh, this, going on. Going this,
5: subject, this subject is important. It is super important, and I'm on board. I'm just flabbergasted. Yes, ma'am, you do what you need to do.
3: Okay. Hey, Pat, how are you?
5: Um, good evening. Can you hear me?
3: Yeah, can Hello? you hear me? Hello? This yes, yes, right. I do. I didn't hear it
11: beep. I, I, I. All right. Um, so the way I am going to do a recap, this is how a law works. You've got to go at it one step at a time. So right now we're trying to determine if this can go to the courts or not. Once that decision is made, then we will go to the next step. So let's say, for example, that the Supreme Court says yes. This can go to the courts. It sounds it to me to, like...
3: Wait a minute, Pat, Pat. The, let's, let's get on board here. Um, so I'm listening, I'm if, listening. If the Supreme Court says, okay, you don't have to go to arbitration, this can go to court. We're talking about Dominic. Correct. Oh,
2: okay. Yes.
11: Okay, now the next step would be to determine whether Dominic was misclassified when he was a so-called contractor. And then there's a third step When Dominic was an employee He was only paid $400 a week Okay so was he even Paid minimum wage So right now We're at step one Can this go to the courts Correct Exactly There's a lot
3: more involved That's what Dominic was saying That you know Even if even if this doesn't go uh even if they say um it doesn't that the the independent contractors are exempt from arbitration there's still the matter of misclassification anyway because of exactly what you were saying that's correct right dominic i mean i know you you can't say too much uh but i guess you could say yes on or no on that
4: he got disconnected he texted me Oh, but, okay. yeah, basically, they, they, they nobody's heard his misclassification because Prime doesn't want it. They haven't even gotten that far. They were so busy right. trying to fight him from even getting a court case that it's gone to the Supreme Court just for the arbit- fighting him on the arbitration part. So once the arbitration part is settled, then we go back to square one, which, which is what he went to court for in the first place. To get his money Under the misclassification thing I mean he started all this I believe I don't know if he could say it For a very small amount His last paycheck what he said His last paycheck is all he wanted And now crime spent millions of dollars Fighting him to not give him His last paycheck basically All the way to the Supreme Court
3: Right I I want to
11: use this as an example Of how The law is used, okay? Donna and I have had very deep conversations lately concerning the ATA, okay? The Denim Amendment. The Denim Amendment is a step that has to be taken before they can go to the next step. And then once they get that done, then they go to the next step, okay? They can't do it all at once. You've got to do it one baby step at a time. So this is why this is how, this is the power of money. They understand how the law works. And denim, okay, we've kind of decided it's not about mill and rest breaks. It's about non-production pay, okay? Non-production pay can amount to $100 a day, whereas mill and rest breaks is $10 a day. But the ATA wants we drivers to side with them and say, oh, no, California's crazy. We don't care about the meal and rest break. They're covering up the real issue to try and get that baby step so they can move to the next one. And now we have misclassification coming up. We're being told by uh, Joe Rockabock that our operators aren't going to be allowed to come into the state of California. Drivers, you need to panic. You need to side with us. You need to get on our team, Western states, ATA, okay? You need to join us and fight this. This is how they manipulate us, guys. We're dealing with businessmen who know and understand how this works, and they're gaming you. They're playing you for fools trying to get you to join up with them. Okay? This is appalling on so many levels, my friends.
3: Yeah. Well, we're you know what? We're gonna have a show on, on this aspect. The case going um going on right now in the state of California. It's the let me which which case is it uh Give me a second. I've got about a million, a million uh, windows open. Yeah, no. Uh, the ruling on the yeah. motion to dismiss the Dynamex case out in California, and like like Pat said, they're saying that owner operators won't be allowed, and all this. And um, I've I've read some of it, but I want to, you know, I don't want to just. Talk for the sake of talking I want to have Facts because that's the only way You can beat anything is With facts not you know uh, Rhetoric or um, Speculation you, we, we definitely don't Well want that's, to do that that's what we
11: try and do we, we try and know what we're talking about Or have a very very good Idea okay right. Whereas everybody That's listening to the serious radio And reading these articles They don't understand any of this and they are being lured. They're being conned into joining the wrong side for the wrong reason. And we've got to be careful about this.
3: It's just a fear tactic right now as the way I can see it. Um, And what we need to do is get all our ducks in a row, have the facts. And actually, um, I'd like to have... uh, Uh, on a Saturday night when Alan hosts the show, uh, either Jennifer on or uh, one of the California employment lawyers on to actually explain what this all is. Because you're right, I myself have heard a lot of propaganda on some of the uh, XM radio stations, you know, that I'm thinking to myself, well, that's not true. I know that's not true, like an example um, I heard somebody once during the denim uh, amendment uh, be, before it failed to to pass the final bill that you know drivers are going to have to pull over immediately and stop after four hours and all this and it was a scare. No, day. no, no. And it worked. No. Exactly. And and exactly. I'm, and, and, exactly. and I'm afraid that this is. Or that owner operators
11: here. are going to have to pull over and take breaks. No, no, no. It don't work like that. No way. But this right. is what they want us to believe so that we will join their team.
4: Go ATA! Rah, rah, rah!
3: Well, anyway. Yeah. But you're right. We're, we will have an extended uh, discussion on this because um, you know, it's really important. Like I said, I'd rather have it on a Saturday night when Alan can um, yes. you know, can host the show and uh but this is something that we will be researching. As matter of fact, um, you know, he, he's planning on making a video about it and putting it out um on Well you know, you
11: know in in light of the Pam case, the recent Pam case, I hope that this goes to court and I'm pretty sure that Jennifer is going to use the same premise that was used in Pam. They're gonna go after the sixteen hour rule the 16 compensable hours per 24-hour workday. So we need that win on our side also because these, these carriers know these laws, but they have hidden them, they have covered them up, and they have tried to pass their way of doing things off as being legal, misclassification, driver's pay. Okay, they're predators, and all they care about is putting money in their pocket. They don't give a darn about us.
3: Well, okay? I know. We've got
11: okay. to start looking out for ourselves.
3: I'm going to, well, let me see. I opened up, Dominic came in. I lost him for a minute. I've got him back. And Dominic, your line is open. Um, yes, do you I'm have here. Anything, are you aware of all that? What's going on in California with uh, that, um,
0: what is it, the Dinah? The Dinah. Uh, I I read I've read some about it. Um, I don't travel they're that bas- way. I I try to keep up with it.
3: Basically, what California is saying that most of the people are misclassified out there, and they're not saying right. that owner operators are not allowed to drive in California. They're just saying that many of them are misclassified, <laughs> and then they give a criteria. Of uh, it's called the ABC test that you have to meet to be uh, classified um,
0: as a true. Um, wasn't that the same? Wasn't that the same thing? I think New York was trying to do a couple of years ago.
3: Was it New Jersey or New
0: York? I thought it was New Jersey. It could be New York. I. It was one of the other that was trying to say yeah. the same thing that companies had to pay the owner operators as employees because they weren't truly owner-operators or independents.
3: Right. I mean, there's a lot of states trying to protect uh, protect the, um, the owner-operators. And a true independent is just a true independent. They have their own authority. They can drive wherever they want. And I don't understand how uh, these claims of in, even independents won't be allowed to drive there. It, it doesn't even make remote sense to me. So that's why we're gonna we're gonna do the research and well, hopefully we're gonna have a show really soon on it and um and get this thing out in the open just like we did the denim amendment. Um but okay, well let's bring up the fact
11: that you you have made a PDF made a PDF of the wage and hour definitions or the 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 things to be considered or weighed as if, uh, if you are an employee or a contractor. Yes. So you drivers need to read this. This is 15 pages,
3: okay? Yep, there is a fine. lot
11: to this. Well,
3: We we have it as a PDF, okay? And we got it off of the U.S. Department of Labor. It was issued July 15, 2015. and yeah, 2015. 2015. The subject matter on it is the application of the Fair Labor Standard Act, suffer or permit standard in the identification of employees who are misclassified as independent contractors. And this is not the state of California saying it. This is the U.S. uh, Department of uh, Labor. And I want to just – I actually printed something out that I think is worth mentioning here. And this is right off of this website. And we've put the link out. Uh, we probably need to put the link out more. Misclassification of employees as independent contractors has found an increasing number of workplaces in the United States. Um, a lot of them, you know, are restructuring their business organizations. When employers improperly classify employees as independent contractors, the employees may not receive, and this is important, workplace protection such as the minimum wage, overtime compensation, unemployment insurance, and workers' comp. Misclassification also results in lower tax revenues for the government and an uneven playing field for employers who properly classify their workers. And although independent contracting relationships can be advantageous uh, for workers and businesses, some employees may be intentionally misclassified as a means to cut costs and avoid compliance with labor laws. So this is what I think, you know, is is going on. And like I said, the link's been out there on social media. You probably need to put it in a blog post. But we're, we'll we'll get back to all this. Pat, I want to get um, I want to get Isabella okay. in here. Um, she's going to talk about um, the Christmas group. I played that little commercial, and we've got to get people on board with this. There's a lot of needy families. We were involved with it last year. Um, I mean, people who are upon really hard times. And Idella, uh, are you still here? Yes, I see you. You're still here. Can you just yes, share ma'am. with us how, how people, you know, can – can find their um, their better angel and and come forth and help this very worthy 501C3.
5: Yes, ma'am. Well, we're coming up on the holiday season, and, you know, we're turning our thoughts to our families and shopping for them, but we need to remember that it is a season of giving, and there are many, many hardworking truck drivers who, no fault of their own, will not be able to give their families a Christmas. And the Christmas group would like... To step in and help these families, and and we are asking people out there to either not go on to truckerschristmasgroup.org and nominate a family, or go at or do uh, excuse me, or donate, uh, or go to the trucker's Christmas store and purchase an item on our trucker's Christmas uh, store page. Uh, we have many items. There's some. I've got some baby quilts on there, and uh, I I don't know who all has it. Truck uh, Truck Pro has donated five or six awesome items, um, there's quite a bit on there. I would, I would ask that you go and look at that and join us. We need voting volunteers. We need people to call in and help us uh, help us with this. And, and as you said, you helped us last year. And if you ever get a chance to listen in when we uh, uh, award them the, 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 the Christmas group and you hear the people's stories, and you read about it uh you're hooked for life you're hooked for life it, yeah. it, it's a, it's an awesome organization. We started in two thousand eight, and uh, I'm not exactly positive. I haven't looked at the figures this year I think we've raised some money already uh Scott and melanie Wagner helped us uh before we kicked it off on uh last friday but um I think we've raised eighty-two thousand dollars over the years and helped maybe one hundred and forty-five, fifty families, I believe. Great. Right. Um,
3: the one thing I want to say is I'm, I'm looking at the website now. Okay.
5: Yes, ma'am. And, well,
3: actually, and well, I'm what not. Did I sure. lose it? Yeah, here I got it. Uh,
5: I'm not. There's, I'm not sure if the, the the store has been updated. Uh, hopefully well, I'm look, be that's what I'm looking like,
3: at. For everybody okay. listening tonight, you go to truckers, with an S, org, okay? And it, it's it got a nice, clean menu on the top. Right now, I'm at the Christmas store. I'm looking at a Road King uh, Bluetooth headset, uh, a Road King yep. TV, yep. a scan gauge, a brake safe, brake stroke indicator, um, a Road Pro 12-volt portable stove, um, wheel covers. I mean, there's a ton of things on here that if you purchase, it goes to the benefit of the Trucker's Christmas Group. That's truckerschristmasgroup.org. The other thing, and I'm sure Idella um, was going to mention this, but they've opened up, if you know a needy family... Um, you know, sometimes sometimes we just all fall on hard times, um, and you want to nominate them. Um, I'm trying to find it on here for the nomination. Help me out. Oh, here it is. It says nominate a trucking family right on the middle of the menu on the website. And Yes, uh, anybody can do
5: that, right? a friend, a family member, a charitable organization, and on that application, when you fill it out, if you re- wish to remain anonymous, you can check that so that the family you're nominating doesn't know that you did it, if you so choose.
3: Um, okay. Hey, I've got a couple of more people with their hands up. I don't know if this is tr- Christmas trucker, um, Trucker's Christmas Group related or uh, what it is. So we're, we'll just mention a couple of more things before I, I grab these callers. Callers, I see you. Um, so that's that's opened up the nominations. And I. this is what I wanted to say. Christmas time, you know, we buy all kinds of gifts, you know, for our friends, our family. Uh, and the average, whatever you spend, and this is just how I think, you know, the average you spend on a gift, if you would buy one more gift for one more person, and whatever that average is, just donate it to this Christmas group. And, and that would be, I mean, can you imagine, like, if you had 500 people just do that, whatever their average they spend, 10 $20, $30, whatever they spend on an average Christmas gift, and then considered buying that by uh, putting a donation in, they would reach their goal. Their goal is $20,000, and uh, right now they're shy of 3000 so we've got some work to do. Um, is yes, we do. Um,
5: we, we, we uh, the money, uh, a small amount goes for, you know, uh, bank fees and that sort of thing. The rest of it goes completely to the families. Uh, they get a minimum of 500. It depends on how many families qualify and how much money we raise. Hopefully we can help everybody that applies. It doesn't always work that way. Um, And all of us that do this, do this from the seat of our trucks. I'm on my way to Las Vegas right now. Uh, Every one of us do this from the seat of our trucks, with the exception of the few. And um, we need voting volunteers. We need people to help us raise money. Um, And as I said, if you ever listen in... You're hooked for life. You know, that's how they got me. Of course, they, they, they cut. But almost every penny goes to the families, every, almost every penny. And uh, we disperse the money after vetting the services and everything. We, we uh, make our Santa Claus on December the 20th, and they get the funds before Christmas. Uh, we, um, and, and we have people that work very hard. Mark, Mark and Mary Abraham are awesome. Greg Manchester, uh, we've added a few other people in and uh, um, it's a joy it's a joy five dollars you know it's just it's awesome and these families none of this is their fault some of it's medical some of it's mechanical um, some of it's the drivers themselves some of it's their their wives it's all heart rendering Um, we have several families already on the list and I and I want to give all the money away. I want to go into my savings and just give them everything I got. Of course, I can't. But you know, <laughs> I, I I may I may need that money soon myself. Well. I'm getting stuck. Long in the tooth.
4: <laughs> well, it's it's a really great program, and I I um, appreciate how much work you do on it every year. Um, this is Desiree, of course, but um, Idella, you just put your heart into so many different things to help others, and and this is a great group, so anybody that's listening out there that can help with this uh, Christmas group, it's very much appreciated.
3: Well, I'm glad Ma'am? you took over. I got kicked off. I had a call back in. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. It
5: is not it's not about me. It's about those folks out there. I've got everything I need. I'm 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 a half camper, but
4: uh, but you put a lot of work is, into making sure getting the word out and and um oh, all are the people on involved. This that yeah, and all the people that are involved, they just have such big hearts that they um, they think about all the drivers out there that are going without. So this is a really, a really nice group, a nice group of people that run it, and um, a great cause.
3: It is. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open the line up, okay? And then I'm gonna. Ma'am, my thank you. My, my phone, my phone is dying. So you guys kind of take <laughs> over. But let me open. I know. I'm having all kinds of trouble over here tonight. <laughs> Hold on. Um,
5: I, did, I didn't do it on purpose.
3: Area code 607. Who do we have here? That's a very familiar area code to me. It
9: should be. You have Ebenezer Scrooge here.
3: I knew it. I knew it. Uh, okay. And,
8: and,
9: and as one of the grinchiest people that I, I personally know, this really is a great group. Um and, and Idella got me drug into it, kicking and screaming last year. Thank you, Idella. Um, and I would have to say that for anyone listening, volunteer in some way. Do something for this. There, there was a few families that um, th- through me being a volunteer last year, when I heard the stories, it was absolutely heartrending. To hear what they've been through There there was people who were fighting cancer uh, People who knew it was probably going to be Their wives last Christmas Things of that nature And it also surprised me How many of the families when they were nominated Said we really appreciate Being nominated But if there's a family with kids Who needs this money Please give them our money And you could tell they needed the money But they were just looking at it From the whole perspective of You know we know where we're at, but we just want to make sure that, that there's somebody not worse than us that's going without. And that kind of really touched my heart, because there was some of the people yeah. there, and I think you'll agree with me, Idella, really, really needed that money last year. But we're saying, hey, we, you know, if necessary, give ours to somebody else. And that really just, I think, spoke volumes to the character of some of these people.
3: And, and that's so nice to hear. Let me see. I'm looking at the time. Okay, we've got some time left. Um. I'm gonna pick up that hey Tom, how are you? First of all. I had to run and fix my phone. I I am
9: fair to partly cloudy with a chance of generalized grumpiness, Donna.
8: <laughs>
3: <laughs> we'll have to catch up again one of these days. Um, I'm gonna open up area code four one six. Who do we have here?
12: Ho ho ho, Merry Christmas. This is Santa Claus.
3: Oh, it's Santa. I forgot which one of his they're saying over there. Happy birthday!
12: <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Uh, hi, Idella, Tom. Yeah, It's Frank from the Truckers Christmas Group. And just been sitting on the side here listening to all the chat. And I mean, I've been with this group since day one. Uh, you know, we got started just off a of social media post. Somebody had $500. Uh, wonderful Wayne Hortman. He had extra 500 bucks that year. He wanted to share with some people that needed it. He didn't quite know how. and a group of us got together, and growing from there, and it is just such a wonderful cause. I say 138 families over $82,000 the last 10 seasons we've raised, and there's nothing like you know going down the road, and you call one of these trucking families, dr- drivers going down the road, and you, you call him up on the Santa call, and he's got to pull over because he's crying so hard because you've helped them out and his family out. I've
3: nowadays. been on those calls. I've, I've listened to it, and they are wonderful.
12: <laughs> and, and I say it's so easy To nominate a family If you know a family in need Just go onto the website TruckersChristmasGroup.org You'll see a link for nominations You'll see a, a link for nominations Just scroll right to the bottom of that page Past all the rules and regulations And right at the bottom You'll see the link to click on Which will take to the nomination form Okay
3: Oh that's Wonderful And um, so hard at it. We, you know, we can't it. I can't hear you. D- Donna? Can you hear me? Yes. Move your
9: can phone. Can you hear me? Can yes. you hear me? Now
3: we can Okay. Now we can Yeah. It's my microphone. Between the phone dying, getting kicked off and my mic. Uh I just want to get through this tonight. <laughs> Thank God you're on, Desiree? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> the hey. challenge. No, um, so go ahead. We didn't mean to interrupt you.
12: Hold uh, guys. We have so many great sponsors that help us out with this cause every year. And they're all in the store. They donate all of these items free of charge. 100% of the proceeds go to the families with this, And, you know, we have an OPS-1 oil filtration system. Uh, one of the best products in the store, I think. I hate driving a truck without is a brake safe your brakes can never be out of adjustment without you knowing if you use a brake safe they're just amazing you know kevin and lisa rutherford have been with us since the beginning and every year they are here to help us out they've donated a couple of uh, kevin's uh, scan gauges Uh, we got a pittsburgh power engine balancer for the first time this year that's new in the store uh, volvo international has come on well volvo north america she has come on board this year to help with us and uh, red eye radio has donated a bunch of nice products that are going to be going into the store shortly so keep an eye on the store it's changing daily a lot of the items in the store they're a one-off you got to get them while you can and also idella other than being a great truck driver and helping us out with this charity you know she could quilt because she's got a bunch of quilts in these stores. She spends all summer making these quilts, and then we uh, sell them off in the store to help raise money also.
3: I
9: know. I got one here. And, and I will say that I was able to get one for my mother recently, and that has become my mother's cherished possession. So so the quality of work that uh, Idella and her daughter do uh, you know they they deserve a lot of credit that they don't get for those quilts because there's a lot of time effort and love and money that goes into those quilts. So they, they definitely deserve an extra special thank you.
3: Yes, yeah. they do. Hey, listen, I've got another caller. Let's uh, let's open up the line. Area code four two three. Who do we have? Never heard
10: of it. This is Taylor. How are you doing today, ma'am?
3: Hey, how are you?
10: I just heard I just heard Tom Kirk was going to be on the show tonight. I just wanted to call in and say hello to Tom Kirk. He's my hero.
9: Hey, Taylor, mail, and I've got $5 bills in the mail just for you for say, for saying that. Thank you.
10: Well, I'm also a liar and a truck driver.
9: Well, that's okay. I got the $5 I, bills for my Della.
10: Worth about as much as my word huh? I just want to say y'all are just awesome people And uh, uh, I've been uh, known to raise a little bit of money myself And uh, would, all, I would like to volunteer to uh, possibly do a fundraiser or two On our platform And uh, would offer, of course, Idella knows she's always welcome to uh, to uh, Visit our platform and uh, and say what she's got going on And get the word out, so I just wanted to call in and say thank you, guys. You guys are just well, awesome we, people we for doing it.
3: this. Yeah, you are calling in? Don't you have a show tonight?
10: No, my name ain't JoJo. I better look it.
3: Oh, okay. I, can't I got. But why did you tell yeah, Why did you tell everybody about your show? Just a just a Oh minute. no,
10: I didn't come <laughs> here to. I didn't come here to promote my show. I come over here to promote you guys, and I just wanted to offer I, my thanks. I know. To, uh,
3: I know you, guys, you did. You guys just, are awesome I, I people just, for doing that. Oh, well, we appreciate you calling in. And uh, matter of fact, let's, did Tom drop off? Tom, are you still with us? No, I'm here. here I'm I've got here. so many people. I don't know how Alan does it all the time. I have up with it. Um, I can't keep up with how many people are on. I'm really grateful for everybody who called in tonight to listen to this show. And to be able to hear, uh, you know, everything going on in the industry, and that means a lot of people are going to hear about this Truckers Christmas group, too, which we're going to really start promoting. If everybody shares it and just donates a, a little, then we're going to reach that $20,000 goal that we need to reach. So um, uh, we're on a mission, and, and everybody out there knows when we're on a mission, uh, relentless over here. Um, Desiree, Donna, I'd also any- like to say. Uh, go ahead. I
10: also want to say I've been following you and uh, Alan since probably you all were the first, very first Facebook followers of trucking groups that I've ever followed back in the oh, day awesome. when it first started. And I met you down at Dallas. Yes, it
3: was so great. You still have your mustache.
10: <laughs> no, see, I, I shaved it off. I, I, Adele said she thought I was cuter with a with a with a, a baby face, so I shaved it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Oh Lord, that was funny. That they know, it's a kind of a private joke, but it, it was kind of funny when it happened. But anyway. uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I've been called funny
10: before. But
3: one we've thing that I would like got to come. get back
12: to the North, North Pole here, guys. I, I've got to get back to work here. Listen, thank you so much for all the support. And one last thing, if you need to renew your old Ida or OBAC uh, memberships, we have, have several of them in the store too. So. Thank you so much for all your support. I'll leave it with the uh, Idell and Tom there, and you, everyone, have yourself a very merry Christmas.
3: Well, thank you, merry Santa Christmas. Claus, for calling in.
12: Yeah. Okay, take care. Ho ho ho.
10: <laughs> What's a the twenty on the?
9: Donna, one quick thing that I would like to say is, as Idella said earlier, we do have the Christmas store. Uh, that people can donate at, they can all, or purchase items, I'll put it that way. There's also ways they can donate directly. But the other thing we can also always use is businesses or people who have items they would like to donate. So if you do crafting and maybe you do hand-painted porcelain plates or, or something of that nature, you'd like to donate to the store, uh, you're definitely more than welcome to support in that way as well. You know, even if you can't donate money, but you have an item you'd like to donate to the store, uh, idella, what would you say is the best way for them to get a hold of us? Which email address? Send
8: it
5: uh, uh, either Idella at truckerschristmasgroup.org, dot org, Greg at christmasgroup dot org, Mark at christmasgroup dot org.
3: <laughs> Any of those and, names. And who was the fellow we'll that, um, that that was just on? I still have his mic open. I couldn't catch his first this name. Is, uh,
10: this is Taylor Barker.
3: Okay, Taylor. And what about the – I'm getting all the numbers mixed up on the switchboard, I have to be honest with you. Um, 423 area code, wasn't that Santa Claus?
10: No. Actually, that's my phone number, and please don't ask me to repeat it because I have no idea what this phone number is.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. No, <laughs> okay, I
5: won't. Okay, so, Santa, so who Santa is Claus Is has dropped off. With who? Santa Claus has, Santa Claus holiday. Yep. Yeah.
3: What's what's his real first name? I'm just trying to get it that.
5: Greg. Greg Manchester. Greg Manchester. Okay.
3: That's that's what I was trying because there's a, a quite a few guys uh, over there and they all do a great job. And uh, I recognize. And doesn't he
5: have a wonderful voice and and he yes. rattles that stuff off? I am so jealous. I want to be able to do that. He does it so oh, well. Oh,
3: so. Well. Not, well, you on, know, behalf
10: child, I on behalf of the children, six, eight years of age and younger, uh, I would like to uh, thank you all for for letting out the secret about Santa Claus's uh, real identity.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
10: They're not happy right now finding out the truth. You just spoiled well, Christmas, guys. <laughs> <yeah>. Well,
5: Taylor Barker, KK and Wee, and Bill Weaver are both – Fantastic musicians and, and they're going to be Going live on Facebook And and uh, uh, auctioning off Or whatever you want it, uh, Putting up bid some items That's going to go for the Truckers Christmas group um, And I promise you I I didn't bribe them Or threaten them or anything They offered So uh, we'll be doing that In the next couple of weeks As soon as they get ready to do it And we thank them so much for the help And having and, and, and uh, promoting us on their show They they, they are wonderful musicians
3: Yeah we enjoyed and, I, wonderful and I guys. did pay her
10: to say that And I did pay her to say that
5: Well, well
3: I heard Yeah, I that, that's that
5: some of them $5 bills that I got Yeah, thank you
10: <laughs> But, but I'd like to thousand. say that we, I'd like to say that we're working really hard Right now to actually have I'm not going to mention his name yet But we're working really hard to have a uh, a, a celebrity guest on our show And if Ooh, that happens You're not going to
3: say who it is? Uh,
10: no I can't right now But oh, we're working really hard to make this happen And, and, and when it does uh, And I'm confident in saying when it does I'll let Idella know And that would be a great time for her to call in
3: And, and
10: what's the name <laughs> of the show? <laughs> it's the, the, the JT and Wee Show Okay And, and we're, then, we're about as serious as our name.
8: <laughs> As you yeah, can well, tell by do, my oh, sense of really,
5: humor Oh yeah, but they sometimes they filter and sometimes they don't. But they do promote uh great stuff. I I, I of course the only problem is is when I say Tay Tay and we we damn it Lucy thinks it's time to go outside.
10: Well oh, I, I will say you. this. We 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 were we were on last night and we were nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine Callers short. Of having 10,000
11: callers Yeah we'll
3: pick you up <laughs> uh, you're, uh, you're a character You really are a character <laughs>
11: <laughs> I'm not
10: lying I'll tell you But we'll do everything we can to help promote And uh, and, and and like I said we're, we're I'm working really hard on making this happen With our future guests and, and I'll let Idella know And that'd be a great time for heck all you guys to come on and talk uh, yeah. Just call in well, and like, we'll, Now uh, you
3: got we'll, me so curious I can't wait to find out
10: well, uh, stay tuned on the next Tay-Tay When are you Wee- going to you in part, when are you gonna... uh, uh, Probably within a week or so
3: Okay
9: well, Donna, done,
10: Donna, I'll confess, I'll I'll confess know.
9: I'm, I'm the famous person They're trying to get uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> my agent is the same one As Jack Benny's. So we're still negotiating <laughs> the Negotiating my appearance fee
10: well, have you ever heard of Have you ever heard of a guy called Garth Brooks?
9: Yeah. No, never heard of him.
10: Well, it's not him.
5: Oh. You...
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> How about Kenny Chesney? Uh... <laughs> no,
3: you no, want to know? Uh... Uh, Tony Justice promised me that when uh, when he hit the big time, he was gonna. Introduce me to Willie Nelson because he's my—I don't—I'm not a huge country music fan, okay? But I sure do love Willie Nelson.
10: Yeah, I, I met Willie in Kingsport, Tennessee, several years back.
8: I yes? sang him a song.
10: I sang him a song, and he said, "Son," he said, "You need to go to Nashville." I said, "You really think so, Willie?" He said, "Heck yes, son. I walk back and do you some damn good." I ain't lying, man.
4: I swear <laughs> it. Oh,
5: man. <laughs> uh, well, well, and,
9: and let, let me guess, it's not Willie Nelson either.
10: No, it's not Willie Nelson. Okay. No.
9: Okay.
10: I'll be anyway, uh, anyway, don't let me take away any more of your time. I just wanted to say, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Second... Uh, if there's anything that we can do, Donna, Idella, all you got to do is let me know. And, Tom, I know you like my voice and everything, but would you please stop breathing heavy in the microphone? It's really uh, turning Idella on here. Well, well but, uh, Taylor, it's,
9: it's, the, it's the least I can do to make Idella happy.
3: Well,
10: <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to offer that anything that we
11: can oh, do to help. i hey, you at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'll pick you.
3: Well, thank you so much. I'm on a two hour time uh, limit, you know how that is, Talk Radio. So I'm about ready to wind down right now. Anyway, I'm so glad everybody called. I got every single caller. If you don't see any more, hold on, let me check the down here. Nope, all the I got every single caller. So thanks so much for calling this. Okay, uh, Desiree, are you still with me? Yeah, I'm still here. you still there? Okay. Well, I just wanna thank you for uh, coming on and helping me co host this while uh, while Alan's not here and uh I, you know I really appreciate There's a lot of lot of background
4: noise there.
3: Okay, hold on. Let me let me I'm gonna mute everybody and this that'll Take care of all that. Okay, I think it was Tom. That's
4: a lot better. That's a lot, lot better. Well, um, I'm glad that we got to do this show and got to hear a little bit more about um, this case and uh, where people get to meet Dominic and be introduced to Jennifer. And hopefully, we'll get to hear more about uh, the results of all of this soon. Mm -hmm. And so, good to hear from everybody about the Christmas. Talk to you guys. Yeah, Dominic, I'm so glad that you came to Gats and got to meet some of us and and um, you oh, know. Oh yes, and I'm, I'm
0: hoping there's many more to come. Um, I'm really yeah. looking forward to hear more about your CRST going on.
3: Oh
4: yeah, that's uh, right.
0: You, you, you're you're ta- you are taking on something that's not talked about in in this industry just as much as what I'm bringing forward. And, oh, but that's
1: huge. It, it,
0: and it is. It, it's more than huge. It's something I've supported in my my uh, household growing up uh, for many years, um, and it's 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 amazing what you guys have already accomplished. Just bringing something to the surface like that is an accomplishment all in itself.
4: Oh, and Dominic
0: it's talking about hard. the show
3: yeah. uh, Desiree did with. Um, we had it what about three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. With Judge um, yeah. Friedman with the CRSP sexual harassment uh, case, uh, the replay. You can just, you know, look at the replay. Uh, we should be posting it more. Uh, you can listen to it. It was, it was a phenomenal show that we had on that. So um,
0: we will mm-hmm.
3: appreciate you being on there and and everything you do. Well, I'm gonna have to wind it down. Um, Alan rearranged all the little things over here So I don't know where anything is anymore um, <laughs> okay. I know it, It's like I'm looking at the dashboard And everything is totally rearranged I don't even know how to close it Okay, I can't do the show close Because I don't know what he did with it Well, well
0: that, that was your Christmas present See, when he gets home He's going to teach you That it was easier for you <laughs> than it was him
3: <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know.
10: Just a little left the middle. Just a little left the middle. There's a little button there that says and uh, in, in episode.
3: Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, I found it. All right, everybody. I hope I've pressed the right <laughs> Thank button. Thank
5: you, Taylor. And after
3: this, I'm going to be playing. Um, let's see, who, who are we going to play tonight? Let's play, um, since Taylor never sent me an MP3, um, I'll play Bill Weaver tonight. Uh, I was going to say, I could,
10: huh? I, I could sing you the song. I could sing you my favorite song I wrote about Bill Weaver.
3: <laughs> well, I think we'll save it until I can um, bet it. And <laughs> I, done, I, done sang I don't it, you missed it.
10: <laughs> I just okay. wrote this really beautiful song about everything I love about <laughs> Bill Weaver, and it goes like this. How'd you like it?
3: Oh, uh, that's <laughs> great. I, I'm kidding.
10: I
1: love
3: everybody. Bill Weaver. I
10: love Bill Weaver. <laughs>
5: Thank you, everyone. Thank
2: you so much. You've been listening to Ask the Trucker Live with Alan Smith. On behalf of Alan and Donna Smith, askthetrucker.com, truckingsocialmedia.com, northamericantruckingalerts.com, Radio, and Ask the Trucker Live. I'm J. Michael Collins. Until next time, drive safe and thanks for listening.